Thanks for tuning in to the Athletic Scholarship Corporation Radio Network. Heard worldwide on www.athleticscholarshipcorp.com. Your source for college recruiting help, training advice, motivation, and more from pro athletes, coaches, celebrities, and entrepreneurs worldwide. College sports is a big business, a multi-billion dollar business. So how do high school athletes get noticed by college coaches? At Athletic Scholarship Corporation, we provide nationwide recruiting services and get scholarship offers for our clients. All right. Working here on a Sunday, Anthony, over at the Athletic Scholarship Corporation, the podcast sponsored by AthleticScholarshipCorp.com. Got uh, Coach Newman here. So it's still a young man. Uh, my daughter's about two years younger than me. I'm getting old, man. Yeah. Actually, this morning, I was thinking about your dad as I was listening to Big Daddy Kane. You know anything about that? Oh man, yeah, I I know a little bit, but that's definitely his his uh, his line of music right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same same as me here. So I I you know uh, hope everybody's doing good. Your dad's great people. Um, we met in a weird way. I opened up uh, shops, body shops and repair shops is during COVID, and we're yeah. still open. Uh, my passion in in this marketing, representing athletes, getting them into college and working through the pro level. Now with the name, image, likeness, it's a totally different game. Um, we'll touch base on that in a minute. So you're from Philly. Mm-hmm. Parents shipped you out. That's what I call it, shipping you out <laughs> to the private school. Um, yeah. You've been hooping all your life, and now you're uh, Bucknell, Albany. Entered the draft, right? Yes. Try to work it out. Yeah. So let's let's talk about that real quick. I mean, I, I know you from a perspective of, you know, you brought your car, you had an accident, and all that fun stuff, and we kind mm-hmm. of connected. But you you had a plan. It's been hatched since you were young. And you're coaching now. Can you kind of talk about that experience and how you had to shift or pivot? Yeah. Um, so I did uh, four years at Bucknell, uh, played all four years. Um, but my chance didn't really come until my uh, sophomore year. And uh, one of our teammates got hurt. And like I got – it was the next up player role. So um, I had stepped up big time and – you know, was able to, to do some things where uh, when we had that COVID year, I um, got recognized by a couple of college coaches. And uh, luckily, one of my high school coaches uh, went, was coaching at Albany. He got the job because I guess Albany went through like a firing head coach phase. And, you know, the next head coach got to be able to bring in whoever he wanted. And I had a little relationship with them. So I decided to go to Albany. Um, and I got to Albany and... Uh, my cousin was playing with them at the time, so I kind of knew somebody already on his team. So it was uh, it was easier to adjust and everything. But um, yeah, when I got there, uh, I didn't really know his plans. Like it was his first year being a head coach and everything. So we we was kind of like going with the flow and like trying to work out things on the fly. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, sadly the season didn't go as we planned as planned, and uh, we uh, we kind of we lost in the first round. I was devastated. But um, yeah. After that, after the season, I decided to like you know I wanted to play professionally, either overseas or go to the draft. But um, during the season, like the last couple of games, I had got hurt and uh, needed surgery on my knee. So I I had got surgery and I didn't know if I was going to be healthy in time to uh, you know be ready for the draft or be ready for 
you know, the upcoming workouts and everything. So I decided, I was like, okay, I'm going to take a year off, try to, you know, get fully recovered and be able to go overseas. But um, I had my coach from Albany invited me to uh, work his basketball camp over the summer. And I get there, you know, all the all my teammates, my old teammates is there. He's just, you know, having a good time coaching the kids and everything. And uh, he actually talked to me, like, right before the camp started. and was like, hey, like, what are you doing next year? Like, you have any plans? Like, have you thought about if you're going to push for a draft workout or, you know, get back out there? And I was like, right now, like, my recovery is not really doing too well. So it wasn't moving as rapid as uh, – as I thought it would, be, as I thought it would. So um, he was like, "Hey, I got this coaching gig for you," and I was like, "I mean, I want to do coaching, but I still want to play. Like, I still want to, I still want to hoop." And uh, he was like, "Hey, like, I understand that, but this gig, you know, just look at it, think about it, you know, talk it over." So me being like, you know, the hooper, I'm like, "All right, like, I hear you, but I'm still trying to hoop." And then. Um, he was like, okay, so we left it alone for a little bit. And then uh, after the camp, at the end of the camp, he asked me again. It was like, hey, like, if you don't want to take it, you know, like, it's still there. It's still on the table for you. And he said it in front of his wife. And his wife was, like, the team's mom. So, like, and me and her had a really good relationship. And she was like, uh, what are you talking about? And he explained her whole situation. It was like, yeah, like, Paul has the opportunity to go be a, coach and uh, video coordinator and player development with the Cavaliers and she looked at me and she was like you can't turn that down and when I when I when she said that and I was like we talked about it a little bit more I was like yeah you're actually right like I do want to get back to the plan like that would be the best like that could be a route to take uh with the connections over there and now this is my second year with the Cavs and I'm glad I made this decision like uh the coaching side of basketball like this perspective is is amazing like everything is like real like real like intricate and like assiduous and like you know like everything is broken down to like the smallest t and like just seeing that side is is uh it's crazy to see how like how much we prepare and how much of a game plan we would go over for like our players and it's, it's it's it was hard. It was hard for sure. Like in the beginning, trying to like, you know, learn a new language and and everything. Because you know, basketball is basically like a ongoing experiment. It's like it's it's evolving every other year, every day, basically. Like now, it went from you know, you got your point guards, shooting guards, small forwards, power forward centers, and like back then, like it was clear, like who was who because based on their skill set. So now that that's more positionless, like you have to, you know, accommodate and account for everyone's like skill. Like at this level, like your five man can be bringing up the ball and running the point guard. So like now, like trying to see how pieces fit with certain, you know, certain schemes and how we want them to play and, you know, all that stuff. So it's, it's been a, it's been a, a great experiment so far, like a great career starter and uh i'm glad i i I chose the coaching side for sure are you still training or have a path to try to go to europe overseas i mean you're 25 6 9 yeah 25 you can't teach that i mean that's that's tangible are you still 
training or do you still have that burning desire or are you kind of focused on, hey, I'm going to, I mean, because you you got a, a personality about you, you're a good person, you're just, I mean, I know one of the skill sets I have in business and been successful in business because you know how to mm -hmm. read people. And yeah. I just knew when I met you, I'm like, this guy's just going to go all the way. I mean, he's young, he's in at the right time. So did you really shift and say, hey, I'm just sticking with this now, this is my plan, or are you still going to try to go overseas? So my first year, uh, it was painful a little bit because knowing like when I got to the point where I felt like I was 100% and I was fully recovered, I'm like, maybe I want to give it a shot again because I was, I was literally playing with the team every day, you know, um, like I'm sharp in their like, skills, but I'm sharp in mine as well because going against the best, you're only going to get better. Right. And I've I've had a couple opportunities here and there, you know, to talk about going overseas or shoot maybe a shot at the G League, but uh, it was it was kind of hard to give up what I'm doing now because like the coaching side is definitely um, is, is less stress, I would say, in a sense, it's definitely less stress. But I I do still have some dreams here and there about right. playing, but you know. I really want to be a head coach at some point. So to start now and for me to like to hear constantly that that's rare for me, for my age to come in and, you know, be so young and do what I'm doing now. Yeah, but, I mean, um, even getting in at 35, you do 10 years of sweat equity. I mean, you know, you're, yeah. you're doing sweat equity right now. You know it. Yeah. And you're building bridges and you'll, you'll get to that point. There's just no doubt about it. I mean, obviously you've got to yeah. learn and, and work through it. Um, so 25 I've been around celebrities. I'm not really a starstruck person. I've met Jordan, LeBron, that at all, but presidents. And is there anybody that you were growing up and you're like, man, that's just like one of my people that I really love to meet or did you run across anybody in this side of the business being coach where you're just like, that's cool. I finally met this person. Do you have anybody that kind of, you know, yeah. got you thinking? Well, honestly, like, you know, like growing up watching basketball all my life and, you know, being so like deeply rooted into it, when I I first came up here for my for my interview, and I didn't realize it, but Luke Walton was on the staff, and you know like I was with me being such a basketball junkie, I'm like wait like you guys got Luke Walton on the staff, and that just like su like surprised me like like okay like this is this is the real deal, but Luke Walton was definitely a he was definitely a big one that one of my like favorite coworkers for sure he's a He's a great basketball mind, you know, been through it a lot, played with Kobe and Shaq. So it was right. great. It was great to like talk to him, get his side of the, you know, winning perspective at least because everybody needs, you know, a winner on their team. But um, I would say Luke for sure. Uh, meeting Reggie Miller was, was big. Like all the, all the old school like coaches that I've met um, or players that was in the NBA, like back in the, 90s and yeah. thousands and everything was, was pretty cool to see but I, I would definitely say my biggest like not starstruck but like eye opener was LeBron like just being able to see him in person like yeah. the fit like his actual physical fit and seeing how like well he is put together in person is uh is actually is actually impressive because he's a he's a big man he's, he's super skilled and like his IQ is through the roof and like seeing that firsthand was was that uh, was pretty cool Sure. I watched him in high school and I was in awe at that point. It was like, yeah. this guy does everything. He's not, he's a selfless player. And then you see him in the NBA and you just appreciate the, you know, they call it the freak of nature and he really is. No, um, yeah, he is. Know? So 
I um, kind of like we were talking before and about Kevin Love, and that that's a guy I just thought is really laid back and, and different. And then he kind of got into the public eye about mental health awareness and all that. I just thought he'd be a cool guy. I wish we kept him. I, I know the, the business side of it yeah. didn't allow that to happen. You know, unfortunately, you know, basketball's business. Yeah, it, yeah, and that's that's one thing I learned pretty quick. Uh, it's it's definitely a business because you know everybody wants their team to be the best, and they'll you know get rid of or trade anybody that they think will be a perfect fit somewhere else, or that we're getting a perfect piece for us. But Kevin Love was also another one that I that I for, uh, forgot to mention. He was a great person to me too, especially with uh, him being the leader of that mental health stuff because that's that's big. Yeah, and the, the mental health piece is, is is big and everything, not just sports, but life itself. Because, you know, like if you're not clear up here and fully understand what's going on with yourself, you're not gonna be able to put it put anything else into a you know anything you want to do because you gotta have that clear and be able to really take in everything that's going on around you. You know, I may so, look back and, you know, I'm 50 and, and, you know, we all have our issues. Every, we're all human and yep. we go through trials and tribulations. And, you know, growing up as a as a male, it's not strong or cool to ask for help. Yes. And now, you know, <laughs> yes. people look at it in, in my age group and they say you're weak and this and that. It's like, no, you, you need help. And it's strong yeah. to open up and say, I need help. And that takes a lot of strength. It's easier to bury it and hide it where you can't have a relationship with anybody. You can't have you know, the, the athletic career you want because your mind does drive everything. Your mind and your yes. diet are, you know, what you eat and what you do mentally are going to really yeah. drive what you do as an athlete. Um, looking back, and, I'm, you know, you've lived through this. So when I played, I was highly recruited. You know, guys would get a couple hundred dollars on the side, and you know, <laughs> that that was happening all the time. And then you read about the Reggie Bushes of the world that get an Escalade with a diamond encrusted badge. And yeah. so you let's let's look back at your recruiting. I know you went to a premier school, and and the game plan your mm -hmm. family was to get you recruited heavily. Was it still yeah. tough, or how did that go for you, the recruiting process? So I went to high school with a. Uh... Two All Americans, basically um, Tony Carr and Lamar Stevens, and you know, for them to be a part of my high school and program was big because they were top twenty-five players in the in the country at the time. So uh, I ended up playing with them for AAU uh, team final. It's uh, the Nike UIBL, like one of the biggest AAU uh, summer circuits for basketball. Them. I saw them yeah. on, on the archives. Yeah, I was watching them today. Oh man, went to the archives. I would love to see those. But um, yeah, so they were on my team and like they brought in a lot of coaches for high school and everything. But um I ended up going the Ivy League route. So I uh I originally had committed to Brown. And uh, you know, like I went up there, went up to the school in Rhode Island, uh beautiful campus, great location. Uh the school was was great too. But um so, you know, something happened with uh, my situation with Brown and because I had went to a um, prep school called St. Andrews out there. And, you know, one thought a situation happened and uh, I decommitted. And then after that, I opened my recruitment back up like late, I think, was it early March, like right around tournament time. And when the teams were getting bounced out the tournament and everything, like my phone started going crazy like I was I had to get out I had to step out of class 
at times, like coaches was coming up to visit. So it was a, uh, it was a little, it was a little wild. Like it was like opening Pandora's box again, honestly. Right. But then uh, uh, one of my coaches from Bucknell, John Griffin, great guy, great coach. He's actually the head coach for Bucknell right now. Right. He, um, he called me and was like, like, it was just, he was from Philly. Like, he just had that Philly swag about about him, like his his moxie and everything. Like, he was just a Philly dude. And, you know, we got along together well. And um, he was like, yeah, like, you know, come out for a visit. Like, you just want to talk to you, chat with you. And, like, another thing with recruiting, like, he kept it real with me. Like, he didn't tell me that I was going to come in and start and, you know, be the guy right away. Like, he was like, we're going to work. Like, we want, we just won a championship. Like, we just... They was just in the uh, NCAA tournament. And I'm like, yeah, like I just seen you guys, blah, blah, like, You guys play good basketball. So he was like, yeah, come up for a visit. Um, we'll talk for sure. Get your, like, you know, get your situation done and everything. You know, try to get you out this uh, recruiting pool. Because I was, it was between Bucknell and Lehigh. And Lehigh is also a Patriot League school. Um, really good conference. Uh, got some, we actually have some players in the NBA. Right now, from the Patriot League, shout out, um, what's his name, Santi Aldama. He's another Patriot League guy. But um, yeah, so I, I went up to for my visit, and you know, like they show you all the good stuff, the training facilities where you eat. Got a little highlight video for you and all that, and you know, like everything's like, like everything's so nice and shiny. Like you know, just just try to put the finishing touches on everything so you could you know commit. But when I went up there, I had, like, conversations. Like, you just got to be real on what you want and what you think you could do for this program and what you're trying to get out. And, you know, like, you get in what you put out. And that's how they that's how they pitched it to me. And it was like, listen, like, you put in the work, we're going to reward you. Like, we, we want to win, and we think that you're capable to help us win. And all my life playing basketball, I, all I want to do is win. Like, yes, the accolades is cool and all the – you know, putting up 50 and getting MVP and all that, but it doesn't matter if you're putting up 50 and, like, y'all are losing. And with them, it was, like, any given night, anybody could can be the guy, like, but you have to play your role. And that's what I think a lot of players now don't understand. Like, if you're going to a high D1 college and you have a specific skill set for that role, for that team, your role will be, you know, do what you can do at the at the highest standard. And that was all that was preached about. I, I think the Cavs do a great job of that right now because it's like a guy is off. Somebody's off every night. Yes. And another guy steps up. And yeah. obviously you got Donovan, you've got some key guys, you got some you know marquee guys, but they play together in the culture and bigger staff and just the way they run things. I mean we've talked about it. It's like you know, off record when we connect, it's like LeBron comes back. How would that look? And oh, we all know LeBron's amazing, but when you look at the culture, you really don't have an alpha dog that yeah. is always like me, me, me. Obviously, mm-hmm. through your recruiting, you know, I, I met your dad. He's in academics. Is you know, he's in that profession. He's he's looking at the long term play. You know, your your yeah. son. So as yeah. parents, we look at the long term play. We look at. You know, when I was a football player, all I cared about was playing football. I didn't care about education at all. And mm-hmm. then now being in business, it's like, man, I wish I paid attention. I'd probably be a yeah. shopper. <laughs> things that are important because uh, you know, sports are very short-lived. You're an example of it. But did you pass on any high D1s 
to go to academic-based school, or what was your your long-term play on that? I, I kind of feel like you probably at six nine in your skill set, yeah, numbers you pass on some big <laughs> deals, right? Yeah, uh, I passed on a couple. Um, a lot of Big Ten schools were looking at me. Uh, a couple Big East schools were looking at me. I was actually thinking about going to Penn State because uh, my teammates, three of my teammates from high school went to Penn State, and you know, a couple more that uh, throughout my years at Roman, my four years, like a couple other players went to Penn State, and um, I was thinking about going there a lot because school was great. It wasn't too far from home, and you know. They were they were pitching every all the right things, saying all, all the right things. But my mom was real big on that academic piece, and she thought, you know, that that piece of paper from Bucknell would look a little bit better than uh, Penn State, even though they're kind of right there. But yeah, they. Uh, I've had yeah. guys go Cornell, um, Lehigh Brown, yeah. Princeton, and and they're they're good players. And I always look, and when I when I deal with clients and parents and athletes, I'm like, if you could go to Cornell, Princeton, you wrote a ticket for life. Even if you yeah. have 2.1 and you yeah. graduate the bottom of your class, you're still in the right. prestigious Rolodex, you know, now it's mm-hmm. obviously digital. But you have connections for life where, you know, again, you have an injury and, and things shift and you kind of make a decision, an educated one that's obviously working out for you. Mm-hmm. Now, looking back, Name, image, likeness, money. Oh, you man. You'd grab some of that, wouldn't you? Oh, I would have I definitely made a couple of dollars. <laughs> I'd, have made a, I'd have made a pretty penny out of this NIL thing right now. It's crazy. It's, it's so crazy because it's like the NIL actually turned college to, okay, who has the best deal for me? Who's going to give me the most money? I'll go there and I'll, you know, play for them. But, like, now with the transferring rule, like, you don't have to sit out if they don't like that school or if they don't like the deals that they're getting, they can just leave. It changed yeah. recruiting. It, it yes. Now, now it's all transfer portal. When I'm trying to represent an athlete, it's like, if this coach has to win this year, it's going to lose their job. They're definitely not going to take a freshman. They're going to the portal. Yeah, they're grabbing, sure. you know, four guys or whatever they need to keep their job. And yeah, it is, it's a, it's money ball now. It's sad. I mean, mm-hmm. I get it. They, they should probably divide it and pay all the players something base. I think that's how you get yeah. equitable. But we got guys in football that are offered millions of dollars to go to a school. And that's, I mean, these are offensive linemen. You're going, what the, you know, yeah. five-star linemen. Um, yeah. You know, basketball, it makes more money in football. And a lot of people don't realize that. But that mm-hmm. tournament just bangs out big-time money. Always has, always will. And they're offering these guys a lot of money now. Um, it's, you know, it, it's definitely going to get – worse before it gets better it seems like the ncaa is just checked out on the whole deal yeah they they definitely are and and it's kind of like getting out of hand now because it, it it's no stop until how much money you can make at this point and like all the deals and stuff and you know brands you can partner with now the sky's the limit for these kids and that's why like nil and recruiting right now is so big like it's it's insane right now What's your best advice? I mean, you're close enough still in age to look back. And what's your best advice to a student athlete about the recruiting process and and maybe touch point on on social media because that's a big deal, obviously, in the process. Yeah, so social media is definitely a big deal nowadays because uh, you know everybody can see everything, especially when you put that out there. But uh, my advice for sure would be like stay grounded, you know, stay with the morals that you have grown up with, you know, like whatever your morals are, 
stay stay with that and because it will change with the money of course like money changes a lot of things but if you stay grounded you know always put your best foot forward never take shortcuts always give everything 110 percent you should be in a good a good place because you know no everybody wants to be great but it's the small things you got to do to become great like always be prepared for whatever's coming and you know, you can have a big opportunity coming in. You know, if you're not prepared, uh, they'll give it to somebody else. So I would always say, be prepared for whatever and always be ready for when your number's called. And with this recruiting situation, you know, take everything into account uh, because basketball is not always there. You know, like basketball could come and go. Like we're blessed to play this sport. We're, we're blessed to play any sport. We're blessed to do anything that, you know, we were put on this earth to do. And for you to have a Division one scholarship, that's that's big time. And, you know, you just want to appreciate and fully take control of the situation when you get there because you never know what can happen. So always put your best foot forward and do everything at 110% for sure. Yeah, even like the D2, D3, you look at some of these guys and, and it's changed. I mean, some of these D3 yeah. players, you look at John Carroll, right in our backyard, they're a national uh, voice right now and yeah. competitive. Obviously, the guys are smaller, but there's a lot of international players that we get transferred in mm-hmm. that go two or three. I mean, there's some great colleges where you can get a great education if you don't make D1 or it goes late. But I think one of the things I lately have been trying to advise athletes in this process is you're going to be lied to a lot. For sure. And yeah. it, it sucks, but you've got to take everything with a grain of salt and, and kind of go with your gut. I mean, you did the same thing. Yeah. You went with your yep. gut, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got You kind of have to sift through the, the BS a little bit, you know, but that's why I had um my cousin. He's like, he's like my big brother, honestly. And he always, you know, helped me out with any decision I made, like had me, let me have a different perspective than the one I have. But, you know, like sometimes me, it's just like, all right, like, we're going for gold. Like, all right, we're the best decision. Like, sometimes I'll just jump right into it. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this to, you know, whatever, like, for however long. All right, I'm going to take this opportunity, blah, blah, blah. And he would be like, listen, dog, like, make sure you weigh all your options. You pick a, you pick the best one because you don't want to regret anything. Right. If you go anything with any regret or any resentment, like, you're not going to get any – you're not going to get as much out of it as you would if you went to somewhere that you – felt wanted and want to go and that's another big thing like if you are wanted at this school go there it doesn't matter if it's d1 d2 or d3 like at the end of the day you can go to the nba from juco like craig porter he went to a juco for three years and then transferred to wichita state was a two-way and now he's a four-year contract player on the Cavs. like everybody's story is different everybody's path is different it's just are you willing to take those steps to get to where you want to go? And yeah. I mean, I always kind of wrap up, um, you know, these interviews with championship moments and, and an adversity moment. I yeah. kind of probably know the answer to this one, but what is your, you know, obviously you got a, a long life ahead of you. You're going to deal with some more trials and tribulations, but what right yeah. now sticks out is like a moment where you're like, I just can't, I, how am I going to make it through this? I'm just devastated. Is it, is it the injury or is it something else? Uh, oh, I had a, a I had challenge. a 
you yeah, know, I had a you. couple. I had a couple adversity moments, but my my biggest adversity moment was definitely getting hurt. Was definitely getting hurt because that was we were three games out from playoffs and we were fighting for seeding and we were number two at the time and I got hurt and I, I'm not saying it's all because of me but I got hurt and we went down to like five or six and now we're in the plan like we don't have that that second uh that second we had that second like you know second spot in the in a conference and we just figure out like how to really go forward with this and we ended up being like six had to play in the first round and we got bounced out so that was tough for me because I've never lost in the first round right. and um, when I got hurt it just put everything into perspective like okay maybe I can't go as far as I want to and I was thinking like what am I going to do um, who am I going to talk to like it was just really a really upsetting at the time and definitely couldn't figure out uh at that time like what I was going to do next but then like a couple months later you know throughout through all the rehab and all the hard work that you know, I put in um it didn't go unnoticed like and that's another thing like you know who you are as a person always try to make first impression a good one you know because you never know who you'll run into and luckily my coach head coach had other plans for me even though you know my my one dream and one goal was to play basketball but it was a minor setback now that, I mean, that's some great advice man I've always carried the yeah. torch of you don't know who you're going to run into you're you know I'm, I'm a cigar guy that's what I like in, in cigars mm-hmm. across the country you run into some interesting people but if you judged a book by its cover yeah, you know, I've met some men that are billionaires, successful, and they look like they're dressed like they're homeless. Yeah, <laughs> and you just have to treat people with respect and and, and yep. how you want to be treated because you don't know what they've been through, you know what adversity. And some people can't get through it. What about uh, your championship moment? What's your like your moment? You still go back and you're like, man, this is you know you lay down at night, you go, this is one of the best times of my life. Oh, it was definitely my freshman year at uh, Bucknell. We won the uh, the Patriot League championship. And just, like, going in as a freshman, you know, and winning it first year, you're, you're feeling like the big shot on campus. Like, everybody knows who you are. Like, you're going to the NCAA tournament, having back-to-back. So uh, I would say that is definitely my, my championship moment. And then playing against Michigan State in the tournament was uh, was a big deal, too playing against uh, Miles Bridges and Jaron Jackson. And we actually, like, we came pretty close. We lost by six. But I would say if our best player didn't go down, that, that NCAA tournament might have got shaken up. And uh, a lot of brackets would have been busted that first round. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you played against one of the craziest coaches. In, he, he's oh, crazy. He's intense. Yeah. I mean, I met him, had a couple guys go play, and he's just absolutely wild, intense. Um, yeah, Tom is a – Legend. Yeah, he's, he's, he's uh he's up there with Nike and you know, kind of the craziness. But yeah. Coach Newman, um, you know, I appreciate it. I know you're on break, you're at home, you had someone in the background getting ready to pull you away. I saw that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's all right, man. It's Sunday. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. let me know when, when dad's back in town or we're all supposed to grab dinner. I you know, I talked to your dad here and there. He's speaking sure. messages and um, you know, keep it going, man. I appreciate the time, the advice and um you know, just stay healthy, stay grounded like you are, man. You're an outstanding young man. And I'm, I'm looking forward to watch how things develop for you. I mean, it's kind of cool. 
Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Thanks for having me on here. It was uh, it was great to you know Sunday morning to talk to my one of my good fellows. So it was great. See you soon, man. We'll catch up. I'll shoot you a text. Um, you know when you're yeah. free, and you know I know you're busy, and and I think the Cavs are going to go far this year. You know, it's great, yeah. uh, great team you got, and and good luck, and we'll talk soon. Appreciate that. All right, thanks, All right. man. Thanks for tuning in to the Athletic Scholarship Corporation Radio Network. Heard worldwide on www.athleticscholarshipcorp.com. Be sure to tune in next week for more college recruiting help, training advice, motivation, and more from pro athletes, coaches, celebrities, and entrepreneurs worldwide.